Welcome back to GA Fan TV. My name is Aaron. I'm delighted to be joined here by former Kerry footballer Liam Brosnan to run through all the weekend's football action, discuss all the weekend's big football and talking points from Kerry's big win over Cork, Galway and Donegal recording big wins as well as course, as well as the uh, two big results in the under 20 football championship. We'll touch on them a little bit as well. Just a reminder, we're brought to you by Declan Kirby GA, star of the best GA children's book out there in the market at the minute. So if you could check them out in the description down below, that'd be much appreciated. Uh, first of all, Liam, how's things with yourself? How's life and uh, how are you enjoying the championship? But imagine you're enjoying it pretty well as a Kerry man at the minute anyways. Well, after the weekend, anyway, look, it's after kicking off for us down here. So we're starting to get into the mood and get into the swing of things. No, but uh, yeah, look, we're, we're happy after Saturday night. No, the, the result the result went our way and it's... it's it was a funny enough game, all right. I suppose with the whole build up towards this, and you know, the, as as they were trying to try to put it into the same bracket as Newbridge and nowhere and Parkley Ring and all this kind of stuff. But I do think Jack and the management and the county board probably plays, you know, play, played the played the cards right. You know, they said nothing. Jack Jack was going to play it anywhere. You no, know, it, it it didn't bother. And I suppose the supporters and all the media probably had a bit of a, a bit of fun with it, all right. But at the end of the day, Kerry had a job to do, and they went up, and I think they did it very very professionally. 100%, yeah, and as you were saying there, it was Cork 11 points, Kerry 23 points, I suppose, overall, I'd imagine you were fairly happy with the result anyway, I mean, I suppose for, for large parts, you were by far the better side, you, you dominated the field of play, obviously, and even though David Clifford probably didn't have, maybe, you know, he wasn't involved as, as previous games, probably shows Kerry's sort of depth in their squad that they have so many options all across the field. Yeah, Aaron. And look, we knew when we, when we were going up there that Cork were going to play defensively. And then when Sean Potter was named on the team, we knew you know, automatically you knew Sean was going to go back and he was going to sit in the pocket. And he did that and he did it, he did it very well. And I think at half time, even around the press box, the, the talk from the Kerry supporters, and it, it was very unusual that it was great that we were getting a game. You know, my first time in years you know, when you play Cork and Kerry, that the Kerry crowd were happy that, Jesus, we're getting a game here. And, and credit to Cork, they did, they did put it up to us, you know, for, you could say, for a good 40, 45 minutes, which I was expecting anyway, to be honest. But, uh, you know, I think our maturity, our experience, and I do think that we're probably a couple of years ahead of this, of this Cork side at the moment, you know, uh, strength-wise, strength and conditioning-wise and stuff like that. And I think that helped us. Plus, our bench, and that's going back to our experience, our bench was very strong again the weekend. David Moore came on, Paul Ganey came on, he kicked the first point from play. You know, and they kind of settled things and we finished very strong. And I think if you look at over the weekend, even all the, the, the higher set of Division 1 teams, they seem to be finishing a lot stronger than the lower division teams. And I think that's and I think that was one of Kerry's um, main things the weekend. And look, it was two kind of two different um, different uh, ideas. Kerry were attacking and Cork were trying to counter-attack. And the game that Cork were trying to play it's a very nutritional kind of a game, and and I didn't think at half time that they could keep that going. No, they were they were they were breaking they were turning us over, they were breaking down the field, and they were getting their freeze. But it it was very hard. It was very hard, and I think Kerry probably went in at half time. They set in the shape, and the subs came out in as well, gave us new legs. But overall, I think um, yeah, I think Jack was Jack Jack would be very happy with that. But Aaron, the one thing I feel very strange about it is that no. For years, even growing up, going to Cork and Kerry matches, we were going into Partney Heave or Killarney and 40,000 people at it. You had the marching band, it was a massive atmosphere. Now, coming out of the game the last day, now the Cork supporters were happy 
they were beat by 12 points, you know, and it's something I still can't get my head around, really, you know, because I know that if Kerry came out of the game beat by 12 points to Cork, I think there'd be a lot of questions asked down here, you know. So, um, yeah, that's the only that's the only thing that I can't, you know, we need we need Cork down here strong and Kerry, and Cork need Kerry strong because look, it had been is it nearly five weeks since our national league final? It's going to be three weeks to the month of the final. Where it's either going to be Limerick or Tipperary, and then a quarter final is going to be nearly four to five weeks again. You know, so um, I think that's I think that's going to be Jack's biggest problem is the gaps between the games and that little bit of rustiness. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. And <clears throat> I suppose as you were saying there as well, <clears throat> in relation to the Cork and Kerry rivalry, it sort of reminds me that of, of how the Dublin and Mead rivalry has gone. I suppose down here, you know, there used to be a a huge rivalry down here between the the two counties year in year out. I mean, it was always very competitive. And then I suppose as the years went on, the the rivalry faded. And even though Dublin, although Mead kind of pushed Dublin quite close last year, it felt like a bit of a moral victory for Mead. So I suppose as a show, maybe how how sort of I suppose how much the fall of Grace has been from Cork. I suppose the fact that you know a twelve point defeat and a a good performance has almost been celebrated in some ways. Exactly, and and the thing about Darren is that when Kerry won the five in a row of minors that time, probably the second best team in the county at that time was Cork. You know, so they were never too far away from us at on at underage level, even at under twenty level. Only two weeks ago, we we got a good a good um, a game off him inside inside in Tralee. But whatever's happening when it comes to senior level, is it the strength and conditioning, or is it or I don't know. They, they seem to be losing something. But that's the main thing that hit me the weekend when I was above in Partney Ring and I looking around and there was probably ten just just on I think just under eleven thousand mm-hmm. that's it. You know, all that kind of stuff. I was kind of saying, look, is is this is this the way football has gone now? Is the not the no marching band? It wasn't on RT, you no, know, it was there were always massive occasions. You no, know, like 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 you said there, I think the rivalry has died a small bit, all right, when it comes to games like that. Yeah, and I, and I suppose from a Kerry point of view in general, obviously we're I suppose we were discussing there the 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 options that they have in attack. Does it does it show so much about Kerry the fact that David Clifford probably wasn't as involved as he was in I suppose a lot of the the national league games, and yet you still had Tony Brosnan obviously who who gave a big performance. You had Stephen O'Brien in there. You had Paul Gainey who obviously came off the bench as well. Like it really does show the the options you have all across the pitch, really. Having David Clifford on the field, Aaron, is is going to draw two to three defenders at times. So that's when you we're going to be looking at the Tony Brassens, the Paul Gainey's, you know, the Stephen O'Brien's, and all these guys to to step up to the plate because there is going to be free men. And I think that's that's you know we can throw all our eggs into the basket with David Clifford because there is going to be games where he's going to be held. There is going to be games where he's not going to be kicking points from forty or fifty yards out. No, so that's when we need need guys step up, stepping up to the plate. And I do think I thought Tony Brassen in the first half, when there was options there that we couldn't break down the cart defence. He was he was jinking inside. He won a couple of frees in order to settle us to keep the, the scoreboard picking over. Um, we have a half hour line there as well. Probably one of our, our, our second best best player in, in the team, Sean Shea. You know, down here a lot of people are saying he was quiet. He still I, th- I think he still kicked with the six seven points. Now, a lot of them from freeze, but his his work rate and stuff like that is is immense. And then you have Adrian Splane and another guy that's that's really he's he, I think he's the uh, I saw something during the week that he's he's probably the oldest guy in the team now at the moment, Stephen O'Brien, and he has really come into 
come into <coughs> the light and really added um, that, that power and pace. But what I like about him now, Aaron, is that the old Stephen O'Brien was putting the head down and he was heading towards the corner with the ball. He's not doing that anymore. He's looking up. He's 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 given the one two and he's running. So that that comes, I suppose, with a lot of uh, to a lot of credit to the the Kerry management. You know the way the way they're handling players and the way they're and Paul Gainey, new lease of life as well. Like people are down here in Central, Paul is flying and he is flying. You know so and that comes from I suppose camaraderie. It comes from the training. It comes from the management team. So uh, everything that Jack is doing right and uh, everything that Jack is doing in the management at the moment, he's doing it right. Yeah, absolutely, and. Yeah, like, and I suppose, like, because you were saying there as well in regards to the Kerry obviously getting that big victory, but like, obviously, there was a, a bit of criticism, like, on I seen on Twitter and from other people. And for me, it's all nonsense, really, because I didn't really get the, the whole point behind it, really, like, saying maybe Kerry didn't play as good as they did or they were overly defensive or a lot of men behind the ball and, and everything else. Like, what was your sort of thoughts on that because for myself personally really i think at the end of the day every team has different ways to win games and for years Kerry were being slated because of their defensive problems they seem to have fixed that now and now all of a sudden it's you know and their attack is still there like he still scored 23 points i think maybe only four or five wides in the game so like the criticism did seem a little strange in my opinion yeah um if, if you was, if you have watched the games over over the league campaign you could see Kerry were building uh, a kind of uh, a template of the way they want to play it we're, we're, we're not getting 15 men behind the ball, but we our half our half forwards and our midfielders are really working hard. And I mean, and if you saw Jamal O'Connor who got man of the match in some of the tackles, our tackling has improved dramatically. We're, we're the the old carry tackle was the hand in and give away a free, or else a man would break through the hand and he was he was gone through and goals. We're meeting guys now with our body and we're we're standing them up. No, it, as I said last night on, on Radio Kerry, that it's like Seamus Moynihan, one of our greatest defenders ever. If you met Seamus Moynihan, you were meeting him with his, with your chest, with his chest, and he was pushing pushing you backwards. And what's happening is Kerry are doing that now. And the minute the the opposition are stopped, you have another one or two Kerry defenders, or a midfielder, or a half hour coming in. And next thing we have we have uh, we might have three fellas around around the ball. So the, and the, the good thing and the thing that I like about it is that, right, you can do that and you can play a half-forward line deep, but your transition, and I think our transition from defence to forwards, up to the forwards, has been very good all year. And um, I think uh, that's going to be a, a really good plus for us because when you have the likes of David Clifford and Tony Brasson and Shawnee Shea up front and all these guys that can score for you, the last thing you want to do is be slow and cumbersome coming up the field with the ball and letting defenders get back in front of them. And I think Kerry are Kerry, and but by all means, Kerry, Kerry can slow it as well. Like when Cork had the ball, uh, when Kerry had the ball the last day, and Cork had a, a lot of defenders. We weren't, we weren't like the old Kerry would try to hit a pass through, like an Ivan Eagle, and it'd be intercepted. We were patient. We draw frees, like people were saying. Shawnee Shirley kicked all the frees. David Clifford kicked all the frees. But that came from being patient and drawing a free. If there's nothing on, your next option is hit the gap and try to get a free. And I think Kerry did that the weekend. Yeah, I agree. I, th I think the, the patience that Kerry showed yeah. really throughout the game, definitely what, you know, because I remember even in, in 2019 at times when you you seen Kerry even up against the dubs in that replay and and even obviously in 2020 as well, 2021, there was probably an element of Kerry where their play was maybe 
a little bit rushed at times, maybe a little bit too forceful, a bit a bit too over the top. Almost reminded me a bit of sort of Jim Gavin in the early sort of 2013, 2014, up until that Donegal result. So I'd imagine seeing those sort of differences as a Kerry man yourself, like bodes well and bodes a lot of positives going into the All Ireland series, especially when you start coming up against you know your Tyrone's, Mayo's, or Dublin's uh, along the way. Yeah, and, and we know our teams, and, and the Kerry management know our teams are going to train to swarm back in defence and uh, you know, stop David Clifford. And then, so, so Kerry are building, building towards that. And, and I do think, like, they're, like, you hit the nail in the head there, that we, we don't want to be trying to give away the ball. And I think the weekend proved that against Cork, even though a lot of Kerry supporters were saying, like, in the last, in the last in the, even, even up to today, I had a couple of guys saying Sean, Sean Yashay was quite, David Clifford was quite. But between them, they kicked all the frees, and you know I think that that came from patience that we we won. Like if, it, if you can't be trying to get a, a ball through the Ivan Eagle every time, and I think maturity. I think this Kerry team have matured, they've experienced, and I think Jack coming on on board probably was the right man because Jack has been there. He's he has he has done that, and he has settled it. Paddy Talley, Damon Murphy, you know, and Michal Quirk, fantastic football men. You know they've they've fantastic brains for football and um, you could see even after our league campaign I was very happy after the league campaign you know, and I think the league doesn't lie and you could see from all the championship results at the moment bar probably Derry, Derry and Tyrone you know, everything else probably goes to nearly league standards on the table if you, when you look at them you know, the teams the gaps between teams and I think that's the, that's the big thing Kerry are, are pushing on from the league yeah, and I suppose from a core point of view then, obviously, as we were saying before, a 12-point defeat, but there certainly were positives to take. Look, as we were saying in the first half, they were very competitive. They they, they certainly pushed Kerry maybe a lot more than people expected. I think a lot of people were thinking that this one would maybe be over after, you know, half time or whatever. And certainly it was a little bit closer up until sort of the, the final 10 to 15 minutes. So would you give them much hope going into the qualifiers? I mean, it'd be tough for them, obviously, with Tyrone in there, Armand there, Mayo in there, but... Like how do you reckon they'll get on in there? It'll it'll be lots lots to be down to the down, down to the draw, I guess. But um, you know, they're I suppose the last day as well, they lost their goalkeeper early, which probably didn't help. And I think today is it that um, is it Kevin Kevin Flav who will mark in David Clifford is is gone for the year. He'd have to pick it up an injury, so he's a huge loss to him. Um, Ian Maguire, you could see the last day in the middle of the field, one hand. No, was it was it a mistake playing Ian Maguire? No, I suppose they needed a, a you know a, a spiritual leader around the middle of the field, but you could see he was struggling with one hand. You know, even when he was com- competing, he w- he went down maybe a couple of times with it as well. But he, but he kept going fair play to him. So a lot will depend on their injuries. They will probably take. I think they will probably take a bit of a bit of um, a bit a bit of a boost from from the Kerry game. But um, at the same time, I think it'll be down to the draw if they draw the Mayo's. Are the Tyrones and these guys? I think I think they will struggle. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, and I suppose, yeah, you you've seen how leaky that defense was throughout the the league as well. So you can only imagine what a a Mayo or Tyrone would would want to do. Obviously, responding from defeats of their own as well. I suppose for the kingdom, just the the small matter of of either Limerick or, or, or Tipperary in the in the Munster final. I'm I'm, I'm sure you're very worried uh, going up against either a, a Limerick or a Tipperary. <laughs> <laughs> no. I I know Billy well, Billy Lee very well with Limerick, and he has a fantastic uh, job done with Limerick uh, in the last couple of years. Billy is a, is a GMN. You know, you couldn't you couldn't meet a, a better GMN. What he's done for Limerick is just is just incredible altogether. 
And look, they'll enjoy it. If, if they get over Tipperary, they'll enjoy the, 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 the month. Either, either Tipperary or Limbic will enjoy it. Look, it's going to be a monster final. Um, like Tipperary have a couple of all stars in their team. It's not as if they, 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 they know that they're, they're, no, they're no mids. No, so it's going to be on in Killarney. Be it, uh, I think it's a Saturday that it's on at three o'clock on a Saturday. There'll be a big carry, there'll be a big crowd of it. There'll be a big carry crowd of it. Hopefully the sun will be shining, and um, we hope that you know Kerry will come out and do what Kerry do. Like I said at the start of the show, and I think our biggest problem, and that's going to be ahead of us, is the big gaps between the games. You no, know, the National League showed that week in week out when you're playing games. You know, fellas are up to the tempo of it. You're getting better. It's just the gaps. Like we're gonna have, I think it's a twelve weeks. We've gone three games in twelve weeks. That's if we get to the quarter final, which is it's 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 very hard. You know, for, so I think the teams coming through the back door. You now we discussed it the weekend. Uh, a couple of us and the teams coming through the back door will have, will have an advantage in in this because they will have, they might have the caliber of games, but they'll have games before they meet the likes of the Kerry and the Dublins and these and these teams. Yeah, it's all about momentum, isn't it? And you've seen it with Tyrone last year. I mean, when, when they had a lot of games coming through the, the, the Ulster Championship and then obviously progressing into the All-Ireland Series as well, like with, with the tougher games. So it's an it's an interesting point of view, all right, because I'm sure if you chatted to a lot of Tyrone fans or Armagh fans or Derry fans, you know, they'd probably say, well, it's a lot tougher for us and we have much tougher games. Maybe we'd love to be on the the easier kind of side of the draw and looking at how handy it is for Kerry. But I suppose when you look at it from your point of view, like you can see, I suppose, both sides of the of the coin. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And a lot of fellas, when I said that to a couple of fellas, now in the last 24 hours, fellas saying, look at Dublin, what they did with the last couple of years. Yeah, look at Dublin. But like Dublin has maybe three and four games, even though they're beating teams well in Leinster, they had, they had whereas we're probably only getting one and two games. The next thing we're straight into an All-Ireland semi-final and an All-Ireland quarter-final. You know, so it's um, yeah. Look, we know the new championship and all this is coming up, but I do think the league format is is fantastic. It, it gauges. Look, we'll talk about Leitrim there soon. You know, it 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 gives teams chances in, in playing against teams that who who they can go out and win against. Whereas Kerry, you now, like I said, are going to be over in Corns for the next twelve weeks, preparing for a, a quarter. You could say prepare for one final first, then quarter final. You know, it's a lot of training for very little games. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose we were chatting there about Leitrim, but we'll get onto them in a, a brief moment. With Tony Gall, 216, Cavan, 16 points. I have to say, like a very spirited effort by the, the Cavan men. They certainly gave a, as good as they had it. And I mean, on another day, they could probably feel a little bit unlucky. Obviously, those two goals sort of came out of the blue, really. Um, it wasn't like they were brilliantly worked goals or anything like that. And I suppose for a, a team that was promoted to Division 4 or promoted from Division 4, and obviously Donegal, who are in the one, I mean, it was a, a much more competitive game than people expected. Kind of raised eyebrows when we were going to watch it and hearing the result. You know, I suppose they needed that little bit of luck. I think Donegal got the look at the goals. Um, look, Kevin won Division 4. I think there's there's nearly 21 teams of a difference between Donegal and Kevin. And um, it, when you look at the, the, the league tables, you know, so it was... Going into it, I suppose Donegal were hot favourites, but it's it's like the the, Linster, the the Ulster Championship. No, no one, anyone can beat anyone up there on a, on a given day, and Kevin nearly nearly proved that. I think the one thing you do need uh, when you're a, when you're a lower team like that and you're and you're you're meeting a bigger team is that you try to stay with them as long as you can, and hopefully sneak probably a goal or two near the end. And I think that's what Donegal did instead of Kevin doing it. 
Kevin stayed in the game, you know, they played 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 very well, but Donegal got that I suppose the, the look of the hop and they got the two goals that kind of put that kind of pushed them pushed them on. Yeah, because even Paddy Lynch's performance as well in the first half was exceptional yeah. and, and Kevin in general, like they didn't really miss too many opportunities. I mean the majority of their efforts were going over the bar and Really, at one stage, I think a lot of people were probably thinking Cavan could, could go on and win this game. But looking at Paddy Lynch, I mean, where, where does he rank amongst some of the, the best forwards in the in the country at the minute? Because I think he's he's really starting to put himself in the in the conversation. I think he's only 22 as well. So um, yeah. definitely putting himself uh, in and around the mix anyways. Yeah, he, I think he kicks, he kicks six points. Very stylish footballer. Like we always say, you know, when you meet, when you meet fellas, you know, the likes of Paddy Lynch, if he, if, if he was down here in Kerry, he'd probably be on the Kerry team. No, like counties out there, it's it's the same. There's a couple of guys in Limerick, a couple of guys in Clare. You know, they're like they're exceptional footballers all over, all over the all over the country. But yeah, Paddy gave a gave an exhibition last day. But I suppose look that little bit of experience, um, playing at a higher level as well. Tony Ball, probably probably bored well from. You no, know, Jamie Brennan chipping in. With, I think it was one four. I think he came in came in with, uh, McBurty, Murphy, and these guys. You know, a lot of experience there, Aaron. Um. You know, I think Dev is. I think that was their tint. That was their tint. Tint. This mm. their tint. Is a tint. 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 Ulster final in twelve seasons. You know that. Yeah. That shows where Donegal are, and um, yeah, Kevin really pushed it up to him and gave him a bit of a fright. So Kevin will be no pushover in, in the in the qualifiers. Mm. Are, are Donegal now the uh, the favourites for the Ulster championship? Do you think going into that final against Oider? Derry or Monaghan, I mean, be a very tough game, be a very close game, and um, I think one a lot of neutrals will certainly be excited for. Either Monaghan or Derry, but I was very impressed with Derry against Tyrone, and and it, it was funny because we had a guy on the radio, I think, um, uh, about before the championship started, and he tipped Derry to beat to beat um, Tyrone, and um, you know they were they were like geez, they were they were exceptional against 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 Tyrone in the in in the first round. So if they, I, I think if they can, if they can get over Monaghan, which is which is a kind of a banana skin as well from, no, um, I think they won't, they, they won't fear, um, they won't fear Donegal. Yeah, absolutely, and I suppose you were you were saying there about Cavan going into the qualifiers. I think they're actually going into the Talchian Cup, interesting enough, because they're obviously a Division Four team. But I mean, I was going to ask you about that anyway. I mean, it is a bit interesting because you you look at the of how well they played against Donegal, and if they're in the qualifiers, like they would fancy their chances. So I mean, what's your sort of thoughts on them going into the Talchian Cup and not the qualifiers? I suppose if you know you make your bed, you you lie in it, and obviously. They got promoted down to Division Four for a reason, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I suppose Kevin and even their history down through the years, they were always good for an upset in the the super hits or the backdoor system and stuff like that. You know, so it's 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 kind of a a pity for them that um, that they're not in the court in the in the in the qualifiers. But I I think I saw a couple of articles today. Uh, their manager who said that they're really going to go at this Talton Cup hell for leather. You know, so I think a victory if if whoever I think that that's a great that's a great going to be a great competition for teams because they're going to be playing teams their own level and it it, it every team that will be inside in it will think they can win it whereas at the moment to be honest, Aaron, there are many teams in San Maguire who can put up their hands and say we have a chance at winning this bar five or six probably I'd say five to be honest you know so I do think Kevin will will give that. Um, Talton Cup a good a good run for its money, but um, look, 
in the other side of it, when you were playing the bigger teams, you know, it, it was like Cork playing Kerry the weekend. They had nothing to lose. You know, it was easy to put up a to put up a barrier and put up a good fight. And no matter what you were going to do, you were going to get a clap in the back. And Kevin were much the same against Donegal. No matter what was going to happen, if they put up a good performance, they were always going to get a, a clap in the back, whether they won or lost. You know, so um, yeah, it is, it, it's going to be it's going to be a good competition that Telton Cup when when all the teams are going to be put into it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you've seen in Division 3 and I mean how competitive it is really amongst all the, the teams. Like you obviously had Loud who came up, got promoted Limerick or a Division 4 team a couple of seasons ago as well. So really, really competitive um, amongst all the teams really. So like going into that really, like between Cavan um, and, and obviously maybe if it's Tipperary, if they get beat in the semi-finals, I mean, the, you know, a lot of chances, a lot of teams will really fancy their chance going into that. Oh, they will, yeah. Look, it, like I said at the start, the league doesn't buy it. So if you take maybe the top seven to eight teams out of Division 1, I think anything from there down, on a given day, any team could beat anyone. You know, that kind of a way. Because uh, they're all training just as hard as each other. They all have the, the young lynches. And, like, every team has a young lynch. You know, they have a, a stylish forwards, you know, and stuff like that. And... No, so that, I do think that um, yeah, uh, it's going to be a lot depending on why counties will look at it as well. I know, like the cabin manager said, they're going to really throw, put their shoulder for the wheel behind it to see could they win it. Are the rest of the teams going to do the same? You're hitting towards summer now as well. Our counties are going to keep guys from staying away, staying home from America, and staying home from these places. You know, so it, it, yeah, the first the, the first year of it now. And and I hope that the GA uh, kind of campaign it well and you know make it a competition that's important. Now I see down here now with the the, the hurling as well with the, the competition that Kerry and the Joe McDonough. Now there's always a good buzz about it. Kerry are always very competitive in it and they always try to win it. You know it, it you know you would hear people talking about it. So and that's at lower level hurling. No, so I hope they do the same now with the with with the football. That that is that there's that there's something there for them that they really have a have a good crack at it. Hundred percent, yeah. And I suppose before we finish up on on Donegal, I mean, you're obviously mentioning the the influence of of Jamie Brennan, obviously kicking four points. You had Michael Murphy with five, Paddy McBrady with one four, and as you were saying there with Donegal, like ten Ulster finals in twelve years. I mean, they've been. Dominant really in the Ulster province, and obviously have won All Ireland to show for in 2012, an All Ireland final appearance in 2014. But there does seem to be that hoodoo over them in the last sort of five to five years or so, where they can't quite get to All Ireland semi-finals or, or or beyond that. Do you think maybe this could be the year where they finally do break that sort of uh, hoodoo going into you know if, if they come out of Ulster and come out of qualifiers, etc. Yeah, look, I suppose Michael Murphy isn't getting any younger. Uh... When I saw him inside here in the league in 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 Killarney, the day we played him inside, I thought they they were poor. To be honest, no, I don't know what way their preparation was. And, no, I, I know Jim, I don't think Jamie Brennan was 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 there that day. Mac Rarity, Mac Rarity was there, but they didn't look a team that were you know coming together. But like that, it's championship team now. It's championship time now. If they get if they win Ulster, you you never know. Like any team, once they get to a quarter final, Aaron. It's it's only one game at a time. Then no, you're only you're only you could say you're only, you're only two games away from North Ireland. No, so I think any team that will get to a quarter final will fancy their chances. Uh, like if you can get an upset, you you never know. It's like Tyrone last year. You it never you never know where it can carry you. But um, Donegal won't be like they 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 look. They are going to be in a quarter final. So 
I I wouldn't I wouldn't write him off just yet because when you have Matt Brarity and Jamie Brennan and these guys and Ryan McHugh and and, and Murphy and, and if they're if they're all firing, uh, they're going to be a, they're going to be a hard team to stop. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose before we finish up on the on the senior football action, anyway, it was Galway four twenty lead from nine points. I mean. I think everyone kind of really coming into this game felt that the Galway were going to be the the side that would come out here. Obviously, I mean, every dog in the street very much knew that, and I was kind of keeping an eye on the on the scoreline of this on the on the Scorpio app, and it was ten points to five at half time for for Galway, and you were hoping it was going to be a competitive game, but for Galway in general, like I mean, all, all their goals came from from off the bench. I think they scored nearly more off the bench than they did from from their starting fifteen, which is certainly an unusual statistic, but. I'm not too sure really how to discuss this game really because you, you see a scoreline like this and unfortunately we seem to be getting these in the championship just far too often at this stage. Yeah, this is where the, the big gulf and probably the divisions and like you have a division two champions playing a team that you no know, I think finished fourth or fifth in the, in division four. Yeah, but when we were when we were looking at it, like you were after I think twenty minutes it was five points to four. Uh half time. The score wasn't too bad. Ten, ten was it ten points to five or ten points to four or something at halftime. So it wasn't, mm. it wasn't going to be a, a, a walkover. I think Andy Moore. I think if you were Andy Moore at that stage, you were going into the dressing rooms, you'd be quite happy with it, you know. Um, but um, yeah, Galway came out, and I think that's that's where the the bigger teams kind of push on as well. And that's where Kerry pushed on. That's where Donegal probably pushed on against Cavan as well. It's the latter stages of the game, whether it's whether it's the strength and conditioning or the fitness or probably playing at a higher level as well probably helps because your bench is stronger, everything is stronger and teams like like Leitrim, you, know, you try to hang on as long as you can but sometimes you just can't, you, you can't go to the 70th minute. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting point you make, alright and I was I was going to say that as well like because I think we've seen a, a common team really this weekend really between Donegal's victory over Cavan, Kerry's victory over Cork and obviously this victory as well from, from Galway over Leitrim where We've seen games that were competitive, really, for you know thirty-five minutes. Obviously, on different levels, this this Galway game sort of, I suppose, became an, an annihilation a lot quicker than the other two games, and obviously at different levels. But you know, is it conditioning, or or is it maybe just opposition teams maybe sort of, I suppose, realizing the game is gone and heads drop and all the rest? Or you know, are these teams just are the benches just far better, or, or what do you reckon? Yeah, I think it's a bit, uh, it's a bit of both, a bit, a bit of everything. Um... The game Saturday night with Kerry, it was the bench, but it was the strength and conditioning as well. Um, it, it was the, basically, if you keep getting hit by stronger guys, it is going to wear you down. And I think that that, that showed over the, over the weekend. You know, the Donegals, the Galways, the Kerrys, they're all that you know, stronger, they're fitter. But plus, and it's, it's kind of an old thing that's there, Arnold, that the higher... League, the higher up the league table you're playing football this is going back to the leagues again I think that's where the league table never lies if you're playing Division 1 football no, you're playing at a high standard so everything is done faster everything is done quicker uh, not, you have to be at a certain fitness and a certain strength and if you're not you, you, won't, you won't make the team or you won't be able to compete so that's why all the higher teams are probably, the, are probably after there's a big gulf there between the Division One teams and probably the, the the lower teams, and I do think. Look, I always said it that if you know people were saying, "Oh, we should have copies or they should have been beat by half time," then if I put a team together down here in Kerry uh, this minute, I could put fifteen fellas together, and if I went into Killarney and played the Kerry team, I'd I'd put up a good performance for forty minutes anyway. 
you know, you win because you keep everyone behind the ball. You'd slow it down. You'd fall down the ground. You'd, you'd wear down the clock. No, but it's the last 10 or 15 minutes is where the good teams will push on. Dublin did it for years. They did it, they did it against us in all Ireland finals. They beat us in the last 10 minutes. Of, I, I don't know how many games. It was the last 10 minutes of, of so many games that they beat us in. And that's where good teams push on. Absolutely, yeah. And Porrick Farley says here, go away to win Connacht title. I mean, would you fancy them going up against Roscommon? I mean, that is going to be a, a very close game, very tough game as well. I mean, and and, and certainly, obviously, Roscommon haven't beaten Galway twice already this year. So they'll be going in, obviously, you know, feeling that, that they have a good chance. But obviously, Galway might be going in a slight favourites. I mean, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think they'll be going in a slight favourites. Us down in Kerry here, we're, we're always good Galway, Galway supporters because we love the way they play football. You know, they're, 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 they're not kind of natural footballers. But you've got to give credit to Roscommon as well, what they've done in the last couple of years. You know, they have, they have looked there. They've been up in Division One, and they're holding their own, and then they, they come down and they go up again. You know, they're never they're never too far away, and 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 they're dogged. And this is look, this is this is a kind of a local derby, and it's like uh, all the provincials, Roscommon, Galway. You know, it'll 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 bring out the best of, of both teams. But I would slightly fancy fancy Galway, but they will have to be hitting hitting the the tune because if they don't, Roscommon Roscommon aren't going to uh, aren't going to hand it to them that easy. Yeah, and, and for Leitrim, I mean, obviously it's going to be tough for them going into the Talchian Cup after such a, a heavy defeat. I mean, I feel like they've made a lot of progress under Andy Moore in this year. They've obviously got Emlyn Mulligan back in the side. They've got Ryan O'Rourke back playing. You know, young a few young lads coming through. Their under-20s under gave a, a good display in the Connacht Championship this year as well. I mean, how much of a knock of, of their confidence could that be going into the Talchian Cup and I suppose it's one of them things because you see even Wexford for example who got absolutely annihilated by Dublin I mean it can't be much sort of you know motivation wise there going into the Talchian Cup after after such a heavy beating but I suppose what, what, what Andy Moran will probably do is try to take the best the best parts out of the game the last day and you know that's why the Talchian the Tal Cup is, is there because I don't think I think it'll be a lot easier trying them Tuesday night because our, 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 tonight, towards the night, because you're heading towards a game that you can win. No matter who you draw now in the Talton Cup, I think, I think realistically, Leitrim went into that game the weekend knowing they weren't going to win it. Whereas this competition will give teams like Leitrim, God, yeah, we can, we can beat these guys. No, we can beat this team. We won't be too far away. Whereas the weekend, if you hold your hand up, you like even the, Leitrim, even the Leitrim players themselves, they were going out to try to hold the score down more than like they won last Wednesday last Thursday night of training they weren't saying we're going to go out and beat Galway by seven or eight points but this week they can they can knuckle down and say look whoever we draw in this competition they're, they're not going to be much better than us yeah I suppose we'll move on to the two under 20 semi-finals yeah Tyrone 114 Kerry 112 as I was saying to you off air I was watching this game for about 30-40 minutes before I turned it over to, to watch the, the Limerick-Tipperary game in the Hurling. And I suppose it was going well for, for Kerry for, for large parts, but I suppose upstepped uh, another young Canavan coming through and Rory Canavan and Tyrone with obviously a lot of other young stars in there as well, not just Rory Canavan, but they pulled through and another big victory, just like when they beat Cavan in, in that Ulster final as well. Exactly. It was a game of that myself. A very entertaining second half. First half, I think Kerry, Kerry, we, we had we had a bit of a breeze behind us, and uh, I will give credit to to Tyrone. They kind of they marshaled our probably our strongest line very well. Like our strongest line would have been our half forward line, 
Um, they did a lot of damage against Cork in the Munster final with Evan Looney, who got mad at the match, Killian, Killian Burke, who, who was a, a fantastic talent as well. Guys that can run with the ball, Keith Evans, you know, Thomas O'Donnell, these are all lively, good footballers, and Tyrone can nullify them. And what they did is they got the ball, but when, when the Kerry man had it, so when, when Keith Evans and when all these guys got on the ball, they were hit hard, and Tyrone wore us down. And it in the second half it kind of hurted us. You know, all our guys, you know, our man of the match had to be taken off. Our man of the match in the Munster final was taken off. You know, Killian Burke every time he, even though he got on a pile of ball, he was he was hit hard and they marshaled him well. You know, but uh, yeah, it was it was a fantastic second half. There were there were two opposite kind of games. The first half was very kind of defensive, but the second half was 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 great open football. You know, both teams went at it. They attacked. Kerry won lucky. They they got the goal. They went up, I think, the four the, the four points. But Tyrone never gave up. You know, they kept chipping away. And that man that you mentioned there, Rory Canavan, he's going to be a guy that we're going to be hearing a lot about in the next 12, 12 months. You could see you could actually see him on the panel with with the Tyrone seniors even before the year is out. He he is that good. Just like his dad, just like his brother, you know, very stylish. Uh, I think the one ball that he kicked wrong, it hit the upright and they got the goal off it. No, we were kind of saying, "Jesus, why didn't he kick it over the bar? You know, why didn't he go over?" But no, it was it was just one of those things. And when they got their nose ahead, and just like any Tyrone team, when they get the nose, when they get the nose ahead and they smell blood, aren't you aren't going to you aren't going to come away too easy with it? Yeah, I was going to say that to you as well because obviously with with Rory Canavan, I mean, he'd actually be eligible to play for. Tyrone this year in in the qualifiers obviously he got that under 20 rule but of course he's he hasn't played for the seniors yet which is why he's obviously playing for the under 20s at the minute but he would actually be eligible to come into the seniors by the time the the qualifiers comes around so could he could he be on the panel maybe could he get a spot on the panel maybe on the bench or or would Brian do her and Fergal Logan risk it maybe they might kind of want to wrap him up in in cotton wool for next year the the I, to me the boy is good enough to be on the panel definitely I'd be I'd be bringing him on the panel whether he plays another thing, but I think having him there for the experience of the whole thing, I think you'd be you'd make him a better player for next year, and uh, that's why I do think you you might see him on the on, on the panel in in Crow Park at the latter stages of the, of the championship. But there's but by but in the other side of it, there was there was two other guys on the half hour line with him as well, uh, Young Brogue and uh, a Connor Crush. Between the three of them, the half hour line, they kick one thirteen. You know these guys these guys can play football. And they had they had a guy in full forward. He was like a man mountain, Michael McLennan. You know, I think if people saw him the time he he took off in the first half on a run and he kicked a fantastic point, but he just ran over it. It was John O'Lomo kind of job. <laughs> you know, he just there, there was there was no stopping him. But um, this Tyrone team will, will take beating. Uh, I I know the the Kildare the Kildare boys are going to be having their homework done, but. I was I was I was impressed with them now after the game. To be honest, I thought they were very well, very well organised. Look, Owen Mulligan and Devlin with them as well. They're not they're, they're not slouches. They know what what the, what the game's about, and um, they they will take beating in this final. Yeah, they seem to be consistently getting a, a lot of things right at underage level. And and Porrick says here again, Tyrone going for their twelfth county underage All Ireland since nineteen ninety one. Best underage structures in the country and and that's exactly the point isn't it because you've got you know you'd have a lot of counties in there that would be bigger than Tyrone you know they'd have more population maybe you know more resources all the rest and some counties do produce at underage level but sometimes that doesn't transition into senior level but for Tyrone just 
consistently year in, year out, whether it's at minor level, whether it's at under 20 level. And they're not winning every All-Ireland. I mean, obviously, they were beating in the, the minor All-Ireland final last year by Mead, but they seem to be always there, thereabouts uh, at both grades. Yeah, you can see their, their structures and even their academy above as well. You know, they're, they're centre of excellent. Everything is, and it's something that we're trying that we're doing down here as well. Now, I know we won our five minor levels. It's the under 20 that's kind of escaping us at the moment. Now, a lot of people down here are saying, oh, sure, we're still pulling them through to the seniors. I think now it would be nice if we could pull maybe one or two under 20 uh, titles just just to kind of keep keep the natives happy down here anyway. But, oh yeah, Tyrone have been fantastic down through the years. And it shows, look, they're all Ireland champions. You know, so they, they are doing something right. All Ireland senior champions, they're in an under 20, an under 20 final. You know, so yeah, the, everything is, is 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 going in the right direction up there anyway. Yeah, and another county that uh, has done well at underage level in the past couple of years, obviously won a, a 28, I think it was the under 20 All-Ireland in 2018, I think it was. So uh, a five-point win over Sligo. They obviously beat Dublin in the Leinster final. They beat the, the reigning champions awfully in the semi-finals as well. So look, I mean, Kildare will, will, will take some beating going into that final. They will because they're, they're, they're like uh, most Kildare teams, very athletic, uh, strong, strong runners because... That was a good Sligo team they played. No, um, you know they were they were tough. They were dogged. Um, Sligo were I think they were down four points at one stage and 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 or five points and they came back. But Kildare pushed on then again. And that's a sign of a very good team. So this battle between Tyrone and Kildare will will be will be one to watch. But um, yeah, there there's, there's there's a lot of big boys in that Kildare team as well. And like you said, they're only freshly after winning it under twenty only a couple of years ago. So they want to, and they got the likes of Highland and all that out, out of that team. So they they're doing something right with their underage structure as well, because they're they're in an under, an under twenty final, and their senior team is after. Uh, uh, no, I know they were they were team awesome, but they 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 were they're, they're moving and they're they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, all right, because obviously you look at Kildare, obviously having having beaten the Dubs in uh, obviously this year in the league, sadly enough, but obviously got that that victory in uh, in Newbridge, and you're looking at some of the young lads that have come into the team already, and Jimmy Hoyland, Dara Kirwan, Paddy Woodgate, uh, who started this year, has looked very good. Daniel Flynn, of course, as well, and now you've obviously got this other crop of under twenty players coming through, and and maybe you might make the case that some of Dublin's players are slightly getting older, and maybe the the same level of underage players isn't quite there that was there five, six years ago. So you could argue the case in the next couple of years that Kildare are very well best placed to, to finally, it might not be this year, it might not be next year, but in the next couple of years, you know, they, they could very well be the team that might finally end this uh, long run of the Dubs uh, winning Leinster titles. Exactly. And the arrow is pointing in that direction, but it's, it doesn't, it doesn't just happen because, because of that, there'd have to be a lot of work put in. But you can see the management that they have at senior level. You know, um, the management that they have at senior level, they are putting a lot of work in there. Um, probably the thing that is egging them is what you just said, is that they could see Dublin on the bit of a decline. So they can see that like, they're probably tasting blood for a Leicester Championship this year. You know, uh, they won't be too far away from it. They, they drew with us in the first round of the league this year and probably should have beaten us above, uh, above there. Um, you know, so... I think they were unlucky to go down. You know, so um, mm. it's yeah, like uh, if if they win this game the the weekend, I think it'll be a massive massive boost them heading towards um, heading towards the the Leinster Championship at, at senior level because they they have a crop of young players in there at, at the moment. 
and they have, like we said, they, these guys coming along now to push to push it on a little bit further. You know, so and the same for Tyrone. Like Tyrone, you could say the same because they're all Ireland champions. They have it. They have um, they have twenty five young fellas now that are that are pushing. Right, they're trying to hold their hand up and saying, "Look, we're in an all Ireland final. If we win this, you know, we, I I want to be inside with Brian with Brian Doher and, and the boys as well." You know, so yeah, it's it's um it's 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 going in the right direction for Tyrone and Kildare. All right, if, if once they can carry it carry forward because it's a hard age group I think at under 2011 now there's, there is a gap between 20 and seniors now back in our day we won I can remember we won in Ireland in 98 and we were already playing with seniors that time you don't see that anymore you know I know they're not allowed anyway but mm. you don't be a 20 year old that's just out of under 20s falling into a senior team very rarely in an exceptional David Clifford Jimmy Highland you know you'll have a section exceptional one or two all right like that but when, like I was thinking back, who was telling us the weekend? I think when we won in '98, out of our team that beat Leash, there was I think there was five of us in with the senior squad that time. You know, so it's it's, it's I know times I know times have changed, but it 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 does help, all right. It does help. Yeah, it's an interesting point you make. Uh, you, you make there, all right. And I suppose with this under twenty final, I mean, interesting enough. Obviously, a, a little bit of controversy surrounding, obviously, the the venue and and where the final is going to be played. Obviously, at this moment in time, anyway, it's fixed for Carrick and Shannon in Leitrim. There was talk it was going to be moved to Breffney Park in in Cavan. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I mean. You know, it's interesting because obviously three of the last four finals have been in Crow Park. And for, as, as far as what I know, anyways, there isn't anything on in Crow Park on Saturday. I don't think there's any concerts or Ed Sheeran or anything like that. So, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? Should, should it be played in Crow Park or, or what do you reckon? Well, look, everyone wants to play in Crow Park. That's, that's the pinnacle. You know, um, whether you're under 12, whether you're primary school games, everyone wants to play in Crow Park. And I think Crow Park was, was the place for us. Now, even if Dublin were in it, I do still think Crow Park was the place for it. And my other gripe with it is, what's the hurry with it? No, they yeah. played they played two semi-finals last weekend, and we're rushing into a final out again just just to get it. They could have given them a week. You know what what would have been wrong with maybe playing three games, uh, a triple header with the Leinster Championship, played our Ireland final before us. No, they've done it before with different games. No, I wouldn't see. You know, they could have pushed pushed the times out a bit, or played the Saturday before before that. And you no, know, I think that yeah, it's it's something. It seems to be a competition that even with the last couple of years that they're just trying to play and just get it out of the way. You know, I think it's very unfair for management teams. Or if a young guy picked up an injury last weekend, you know, he could lose out in an All Ireland final because you've only a week to get ready. You know, so I think that it's in one way it's kind of unfair and in. Going back to your question, I do think it should. It's Crow Park is where you want to be playing. It's 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 the biggest competition at that level. It should be inside in your biggest stadium. You know, everyone wants to play in Crow Park, and under twenties are no different to seniors. Yeah, it's a it's a strange one, alright. I mean, I'm not too sure why they're why they are rushing it so so much because I mean, like there's so much time left. I mean, they could they could play in a couple of weeks. You know, obviously some counties ha- like some senior teams haven't even gotten into their provincial finals yet. Some semi finals haven't even been played. So it does seem a, a little strange. Why do you think they they have rushed it so? I mean, like any reason you can come up with why they're why why they're they're rushing it so quickly and putting it on next Saturday and and seemingly want to get over and done with so quickly. Yeah, I, I I just can't understand it whether it's it's gone back to club football or, or what like. But I know 
someone did say that look, it's for exams the leaving cert is going to be starting in a, in a, in a, in six to seven eight weeks time and all this kind of stuff. But they could have brought brought it forward a week or two. No, bring mm. start the competition a week or two earlier earlier and place and play it in. But I think this this rushing even even the weekend. No, it, it kind of carry carry were out on on Saturday night. No, they were expecting the carry fans to go up to up to up to leash on Sunday. No, it was yeah, I just do think that it's it's a bit rushed. And I think what I what I feel sorry for is the players themselves. Look, the players will play an all Ireland final out, out in the car park. They don't care. No, once they put on the county jersey, that's 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 their main aim. But I think you know that it would be very hard for management if uh, you know to get teams right you were after a hard all Ireland semi final. Jesus, they could have given them two weeks, if not three weeks. Like like the Kerry seniors, like I said, we'll have three games in twelve weeks. You no, know, so we we have three weeks to once the final. We'll have four weeks to quarter final. <laughs> Surely they could find time to fit in an All Ireland under twenty final somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and obviously you, you feel sorry for Kildare fans as well. We'll have to travel all the way down to to, to Leitrim, right, yeah. to Carrick and Shannon, and then obviously have a, a Leinster final in or a Leinster semi final, obviously in Crow Park the next day as well. So certainly a, a lot of traveling for for the sport as well. Look, listen, Liam, I very much appreciate you, you jumping on, obviously sharing your opinion on the Kerry footballers and and all this weekend's action. So um, yeah, much appreciate. Cheers for coming on. Cheers.